Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 225 for the six of Tammuz in a leap year. So if you may have noticed, I start off every episode telling you guys what the Hebrew date is, specifically the date on the Hebrew calendar, what uh, what day we're in, in terms of the month. So right now we are on the sixth day of the month of Tammuz. Today, we're actually going to be focusing not so much on the months of the year, but actually on the days of the week. So another way of looking at time and looking at the reality in which we live. So while today is indeed the 6th of Tammuz, it's also a Tuesday, right? And when we look at the story of creation, as it's written in the book of Genesis and Bereshis, it really focuses on these seven days of the week. That That's really the emphasis. And that's I think that's really interesting to notice. If you think about that, like in Torah, numbers are very significant that there's, when you see things that happen in a certain number of sequences or a certain amount of time or whatever, there's always a significance to that. So interestingly, there are seven days of the week. There are not five days of the week. There are not four days of the week. There aren't 10 days of the week. So why is that? Did you ever think about that? Why are there only seven days and specifically seven days of the week? So maybe I'll do like a pop quiz time here. <laughs> who can think? I can't see you guys to see who's getting the answer, right? But who can think of something else that we've discussed in the Tanya that also uh, relates to the number seven, that is also seven. So I'll get, I'll give you guys a, a moment to think about that and then I'll give you guys the answer. So the answer is that there are seven emotive attributes of God, right? There's the first six emotive ones that are really like emotive in a, in a very expressive kind of way. And then there's the seventh one, which the seventh one is malchus. So just for a brief review, the, the seven emotive attributes are chesed, which is kindness, gvora, which is restraint, tiferet, which is harmony, netzach, which is endurance, hod, which is humility, yesod, which is foundation, and then finally we have, we have malchus, which is sovereignty. Keep in mind, bear in mind that these are mere translations of these terms, which are by nature really imperfect because each one of these are like really, you know, there's a lot there for each one of the attributes and it's, it's kind of hard to define and just like a, and translate into a simple English meaning. <laughs> but that's kind of just to give you guys like a, a really brief overview of the seven attributes of God. And so as we've learned, uh, that specifically if you've been following along in the podcast, is that the way by which creation happens is by virtue of God's speech, which comes about from God's attributes, from these seven emotive attributes. So then, if you think about it, it actually makes sense that there are seven days of creation because these seven days of creation correspond to God's seven attributes, God's seven emotive attributes. So 
that is what we're going to be talking about today is we're going to actually get into specifically how this happens, how it is that how do these seven days of the week correspond to the seven attributes of God. And the ultra Rebbe doesn't go into detail with all of the attributes. He, he does focus on really primarily the first two. Um, but I guess the ultra Rebbe feels that this is sufficient for us to kind of get the general idea, especially because as we learn else, elsewhere in Chassidus, these first two attributes of Chassid and Gvorah, of giving and restraint, are really kind of the foundation of all the other attributes. And they kind of, all the other attributes like trickle down from there. Now, the other thing that's going to be interesting that we're going to be learning about today, which is something that we've touched upon in the past, is the inter-inclusivity of all of the attributes. So... As the attributes are in their more pristine kind of essential state, there's a purity about them where they're, they're like only that one attribute. But as they're manifest down here in our world, they are somewhat compromised. This is getting into a deeper discussion of the whole idea of tikkun and tohu. If you've heard about that, the shattering of the vessels, it's not the time to get into that too much here, but just a, the basic idea is that before the world was created, then God's attributes existed in this more pristine state, as I mentioned, and they were so pristine and they were so whole and uh, and pure that each one of them truly manifested God in a totally essentially full state. The problem with them is that each one of them has a very different definition. So they couldn't coexist because each one manifested God totally and fully. And so when you had them together, they all burst and they all just like weren't able to coexist. So in order to have a sense of coexistence and in order to have a sense of independent reality, reality and a sense of our own perception of ourselves as actual beings, there needed to be a compromise, so to speak. So what happens is that the way that these attributes are manifest here in our world is they aren't manifest in this truly pure state, but they're actually manifest in a way of inter-inclusivity. So that you find within each one of these attributes, as they come about in the process of creation, their opposite attribute is actually contained within them. And that's what allows there to be balance in this world. I, I think we mentioned also in the past, or you may have heard of this idea that originally God wanted to create the world through the mida of pure deen, like of pure judgment. And then he realized that the world could not totally coexist. So he included within it the world of the, the attribute of chesed. There's actually a like prelude to that story where God actually wanted to create the world just purely with chesed, but he realized that that couldn't exist either. Like you needed to have this balance of both. So let's get into the text and see how the altar of it explains all of this and how he really explains how each one of the days of creation really correspond to one of God's attributes and how each one of those God's attributes is actually inter-inclusive in the sense that it contains within it its opposite. So the altar of it begins this section today, leaving off from last time, where last time he discussed this idea in a more general sense about how it is that God utilizes his various attributes as tools to create and as tools to uh, manifest, to create, to, to have us have some type of um, perception of ourselves as as independent beings. And so now in today, the altar says, we're going to start with an example of this, looking at the first day of the six days of creation. So uh, so when we look at the, the first day of the first day of creation, the altar says, this is where God's attribute of chesed was revealed, which chesed again is the first attribute of the, of the emotive attributes, of those seven emotive attributes. And 
This attribute of chesed actually contains within it, says the Alter Rebbe, all of God's holy attributes, as well as God's will and God's chokhmah and bina and das, they are all vested within them. So again, so just a brief little review here is that there are the seven emotive attributes, but above those seven emotive attributes are actually three other attributes. There's the three intellectual attributes, which are the Chochma Bina Das, otherwise known as Chabad, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, loosely translated. And then above that is actually God's will, which is like over and above God's spheres. But so what happens is that as and we spoke about this in a few episodes prior to this, so go back and listen to that if you need to, if you need a brief review of this. But what happens in the process of uh, of this is, is that there's a process of descent where, and this happens within a person as well, where it's like there's the will of the person, there's the intellect of the person, and this translates into the actual emotions and um, and characteristics of, of the makeup of who the person is. This comes from the intellect of the person. So like, basically, it's not random. Like there's, there, it's not random that a person has a certain type of personality or certain character traits that's coming from their mind that doesn't mean that just because somebody has like a really high IQ they're going to be a really good well-developed kind of person right it just means that like because there's more to intellect than just IQ so it just means that there's going to be a connection and that the characteristics that we have and the personalities we have and and the the emotive attributes that we have come from our intellectual capacities which is the same thing lahavdil so to speak with God which is what the altar was saying here is that in the emotive attributes, the first of which is this this emotive attribute of chesed, which is this attribute of giving, kindness, overflowing, all of that stuff, is contained within within this attribute is are contained God's intellectual uh, faculties as well as His will. And so, okay, so now we're at chesed. Now we're at this first emotive attribute. And with this first emotive attribute, this is how God created light, where He said yehi or let there be light. That famous saying yehi or so. To explain this a little bit, the altar is going to explain. So why? Like, what's the connection between chesed and light? So, okay. So chesed is this idea of overflowing, giving, kindness, you know, spreading forth kind of thing. And we see that actually the creation of light is very similar to this. Because what is light? Light, this light that we experience here in our world, is the spreading forth and is the drawing down of light to our world from above. And this spreading forth in the world from one end of the world to the other is the aspect of chesed because chesed is all about spreading forth, overflowing, right? So now it makes sense. Now we see why light corresponds to chesed and comes from the attribute of chesed. However, says the Altar Rebbe, since within this chesed is also uh, included the attribute of gvora, the attribute of restraint, of more might, right? Then this is why the light that we experience down here is not as spiritual as the one above. So meaning to say that if we were to just, if there were to just be pure chesed without the ring gvora included within that chesed, then the light that we would experience down here would be exactly the same light as it is in the spiritual realms. And it would just be like really too intense, very, very overpowering. But since it includes within it the attribute of gvora, then even when it is here, then when it comes down here into our worlds, it can actually be vested within our world, which is a world of limitation. Because we see that, and the altar over here brings a citation to talk about the limitation of this, which it's spoken about in a few places, but for example, in Chagiga, in, in the Gemara, in Chagiga, page 13a, where it talks about how the world is a journey of 500 years from heaven, uh, from earth to heaven and from east to west. So meaning to say, it's not so much about like the exact um 
distance right now, but the, the main idea is to say that this, our world does contain a limited, a finite distance, a finite measurement to it. And so since it has this finite measurement to it, in order for the light to become manifest here in our finite world, it needed to have within it, contain within it this attribute of Gura. And that's what allows it to, uh, to manifest down here. Okay, so that's the first day. That's Sunday. Then we have Monday, the second day. So what happened on the second day? So on the second day, so if you're following in that map, so there's chesed, and then the second attribute is gvura. So the second day is when this attribute of gvura became manifest. And this attribute of gvura also contains all of God's other attributes, because we know that each one of God's attributes essentially, in its truly essential form, contains within in them all of the other ones, because they're one with God, right? And so that's something to keep in mind. And so when God created, so what did God create on the second day? God created on the second day the firmament, the rakia in Hebrew, where it says, that there should be a firmament in the water that will separate between the waters and the waters. So it's it's about separation, right? Which fits with Gvura, which fits with this attribute of severity or restraint. It's all about, severity and restraint is all about making separations, making delineations, making restrictions, that kind of thing. And this is the at attribute of symptom, of, of constraint. And the Gvuras, the, the, these uh, restraints, this whole idea is to separate, is to, is to conceal the higher waters uh, which are more spiritual from the lower water. So think about that. So it's like, yeah, like separation is all about what, what separation is doing. It's all about con constricting, like you're, you're constricting something so that it will separate. And this is, and, and this is how the, um, the upper waters and the lower waters became more, uh, came into being. And so just like with chesed, that we saw that chesed contained within it um, the attribute of, of gura, so too does gura contain within it the attribute of chesed. So how is it that we see the chesed con contained within the attribute of gura? Uh, in the, and we see this in the fact that it says in Tehillim, chapter 89, verse 3, where it says, Olam chesed that the world is built with kindness. So it means that there must be this sense of kindness within every aspect of the creation of the world. So the way that we see the attribute of chesed here in the separation of the water is that we see that this it wasn't just a, a, a separation for its own sake. Like it wasn't just for the sake of like destruction and like breaking things and separating them, but it actually was for a practical purpose. What was the practical purpose? It was in order God separated the the waters so that there should be dry land for pe for people to work on. And so, it's, so it was actually for a great kindness for man. So it seemed like it was a gvura, but it actually was a chesed. So just like with chesed, that on the one hand, the light came down, the light still had to be restricted in some way. And on the other hand, the restriction of separating the waters happened in a very chesed kind of way in the sense that it had a practical purpose to it. And it was for the sake of, for the practical sake for allowing us to live here. And then the altar says that this is true with all the other days of the week. So he doesn't go specifically into what happened on the other days of the week, but he kind of says like, you know, you can, you can figure out from here kind of, or you can get the basic idea just based on these first two. And then he concludes with a citation from Eliyahu, from the Tikkunay Zohar, which uh, is written in Aramaic. I'm going to just read the English translation because my Aramaic is not really up to par. So uh, the 
Translation reads, the purpose of the emanation of this furus was to show how the world is conducted with righteousness and justice. Justice is law. So tzedek yudin in, in the Aramaic. Justice is mercy. Uh, so mishpat yuachame. All the revelation of the attributes is to show how the world is conducted. But it is not that you have a knowable righteousness, which is law nor a noble justice, which is mercy, nor any of these other attributes at all. So meaning to say, that's a little obscure, but the basic idea is just the ultra is bringing us back to what we learned about earlier in the chapter. And I, I apologize, I think I didn't mention that we are in ending, we're concluding chapter 10 of Sharia Chudra Amunah today. So earlier in the chapter, we've been talking about this idea about how God is not limited by his attributes. So his attributes have no existence of their own apart from God, and they are all really unified with God, but yet he is not defined by his attributes. So that's basically the idea of what the ultra is concluding with here, is that these attributes, the purpose of the, the emanation of these attributes is, to, is for us, is for the perceivers, it's for our perception, and to show how the world is conducted, how there is righteousness and mercy and all of these different things. But this isn't to tell us that like through any one of these attributes, we can actually come to know God in a really, really full sense. Like ultimately God, as well as God's true attributes essentially are actually unknowable, which is something we discussed in previous episodes. So that's it for today. So that's the conclusion of our chapter, chapter 10. And tomorrow we're going to move on to a new chapter, chapter 11. And so I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.